Hello, English learners and music lovers. I'm Kai, and you're listening to Explained in English. Today, we're going through the song Blowing in the Wind by Bob Dylan. While Bob Dylan has a lot of popular songs, I'd say this is probably one of the most well known out of all of them. It's a folk song that was released in 1963, and typical of Bob Dylan of that time, it was just him, his guitar, and his harmonica. The instrumentation itself is pretty simple, but the lyrics are packed with meaning. The song is really a series of questions. These questions get us to think about or reflect. On all the ways human beings haven't lived up to their potential. All of the ways that we could be doing better as a society if we just made some changes. He keeps asking, How many? How many times do we have to do this? How many situations do we have to go through? How many years will we keep repeating the same old mistakes? How many literally asks for a number, as in, How many? One, two, three, four, five, twenty, a hundred, one thousand? How many? How many situations like this are necessary before we change? Before we realize the truth? Before we find a better way? Another way to say this is what has to be done for us to change? The first line says, How many roads must a man walk down? A road is like a path or a street. Usually, a road is for a car, but you could also walk down a road. You walk down a road with your legs. You lift one foot and then put it in front of the other, and you move in a direction. This is called walking. Walking down a road means following the road, continuing on the road in one direction. So he says, How many roads must a man walk down? We remember the phrase how many. It asks about the quantity of something or the number. How many roads must a man walk down? Must means how many roads does he have to walk down? How many roads are necessary to walk down? How many roads must a man walk down before you call him a man? Here we have the verb call. Usually we think of calling someone on the phone or using your voice to get someone's attention, like, hey, Bob! I just called Bob. <laughs> But here, if you call someone a man, you're giving them that label. You're kind of attaching the idea of being a man to who they are, to their identity. I think the word road, as in how many roads must a man walk down, is really symbolic. It really means how many experiences does a person have to have? How much in their life do they have to accomplish before society will call them a man? Before society will treat them like a human being, or like at least a fully grown adult? In the next question, Bob Dylan writes, How many seas must a white dove sail? A dove is a type of bird. Birds are animals that have wings and they fly through the air. They fly in the sky. And a white dove is often symbolic of peace. 
white is a color which contains all the others on the light spectrum. And because of this, it's a symbol of wholeness and even innocence and purity. So we get the image of this white dove flying across the sea. The sea is the ocean or a vast body of water. But interestingly, he doesn't say how many seas must a white dove fly. He says, how many seas must a white dove sail? Sailing is a way of moving across the water, but by using the power of wind. Usually you're in a boat, like a sailboat, and you use wind as a propellant or as a force which moves you across the water. So it's kind of a poetic way of saying that the white dove is flying. The white dove is sailing across the sea. So how many seas must a white dove sail before she sleeps in the sand? Sleeping is what happens when you close your eyes and fall asleep. Usually you sleep in your bed at night, but here this dove is sleeping in the sand. The sand is what you find on a beach. It's like tiny, tiny little rocks or grains of sand. If you sail across the sea or you fly across the sea like this dove, then eventually you would reach land. Hopefully that land would have some sand, some sand that you could finally relax in, that you could rest in and sleep in. This question asks, how many seas? So this poor dove, this poor white dove, hasn't only had to sail over one sea, but multiple seas. And it still hasn't been able to sleep in the sand. At least not yet. Many people are like the dove, who love peace, and they're putting a lot of energy into reaching their objective, trying very hard to accomplish their goal. I think Bob Dylan is asking here, how long will people have to fight like that before they can finally rest? The verse continues. Yes, and how many times must the cannonballs fly? Yes, and is short for yes, and. So he says, yes, and how many times must the cannonballs fly? A ball is any round object or sphere. You can think of a basketball or a baseball or a tennis ball. Here we have a cannonball. A cannonball is made of metal. Usually it's larger than a baseball, but smaller than a basketball. And it's heavy, almost like a bowling ball. So this is a type of weapon. It's used in war to attack your enemy. Cannonballs are shot out of cannons. A cannon is a type of weapon that's like a hollow tube. You load the cannonball inside the cannon, and then you shoot it through the air with the power of gunpowder. You can think of a cannon like a really big gun. When you fire this gun, the cannonball shoots or flies through the air. And when it hits its target, it explodes. This was really an old weapon used in older wars, but it's symbolic of any type of weapon. Any type of weapon that's destroying things, that's hurting other people, that's killing others. Bob Dylan asks, how many times must the cannonballs fly before they're forever banned? Banned means outlawed or made illegal. 
If a cannon is banned, then you are no longer permitted to use it. Some things that are commonly banned are things like drugs, or guns, or sometimes even books, movies, music. It really just depends. Here he's really thinking about war and the hurt that these weapons cause other people. And he says, how many times must they fly before they're forever banned? So not just banned for a limited time, but for all time, forever. And now we get to the chorus, where he gives us a response, or an answer. He says, The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. He says, my friend which is directing this answer to us, or to anyone who will listen to his message. Anyone who hears what he's saying, understands it, and listens, is going to be his friend. So what's the answer to these questions? He says, The answer is blowing in the wind. Blowing is short for blowing, with I-N-G. That's a present continuous, so it means it's happening, it's occurring now. It comes from the verb to blow, which is what happens when air is pushed around. For example, I can blow into the microphone. <laughs> or imagine it's your birthday and someone has a cake with some candles lit. You might take a deep breath and then blow out the candles. The wind is something that blows outside. So you might hear the wind outside you can't see the wind but you can see the effect that it has on other things like you might see the leaves of a tree blowing in the wind the wind is in all parts of the world sometimes it's a little bit stronger sometimes it's a little bit weaker but it's there we're not always sure why it's there and we can't always predict where the wind will go next but it's there it's available to everyone at one point or another. And somehow, Mr. Dillon says, the answer is blowing in this wind. The answer to these questions is blowing in the wind. And now we get to the second verse. It begins, Yes, and how many years can a mountain exist? He asks, how many years? A year is 365 days. Or you could also say that a year is 12 months. A year starts in January and ends in December. So he says, how many years can a mountain exist? A mountain is a big mass of land that rises above the sea level. It has a high altitude. Some famous mountains include the Rocky Mountains in the USA, the Himalayan Mountains in India and Nepal, the Andes Mountains in South America, or the Alps in Europe, where I currently live. He asks, how many years can a mountain exist? To exist means to be alive, to be real on this planet Earth. Usually, something exists if you can prove it has a presence. If its presence can be verified usually by your senses like taste, smell, touch, etc., we say that it exists. So, how many years can a mountain exist? B. 
before it's washed to sea. Washed to the sea is a way of saying going back to the sea or returning to the sea. If it rains a lot on a mountain, then the water has to go down the mountain. It flows down the mountain in little streams. And with the water, it takes little pieces of the mountain with it. And these small pieces of mountain are taken with the streams, and then they join with rivers, and the rivers go to the sea. Eventually, the mountain will sort of disappear. It will be washed away to the sea. However, this process takes a very long time, so long that it seems like it will take forever. And that's what he asks, how many years can this mountain exist before it's washed to sea? And the mountain here is symbolic of any challenge, any obstacle, any difficult thing that seems like it will be there forever, but is actually disappearing piece by piece, little by little. It's just hard to perceive in our lifetime. So how many years can a mountain exist before it's washed to sea? And then he says, how many years can some people exist before they're allowed to be free? So instead of a mountain, he says, some people. This is very vague. He doesn't say exactly which people, but we know that these people are not allowed to be free. That means that they're not permitted to be free. And if you're free, you have liberty. You're able to make decisions for yourself about how to live. You're not anyone's property. You're unbounded and unrestricted. That is, as long as what you choose to do doesn't prevent other people from having their own freedom. So once again, he asks, how many years can some people exist before they're allowed to be free? While Bob Dylan made sure this line could apply to any people at any time, he was likely thinking about the situation of black people in America who were brought to the country as slaves and ever since have had to deal with large amounts of racism and have had to fight for their freedom. The song was written in the early 1960s, and this was right at the time of the black civil rights movement in the United States. So how many years can some people exist before they're allowed to be free? He continues, Yes, and how many times can a man turn his head and pretend that he just doesn't see? Here the expression, turn your head, means to not look at something, to not pay attention to it, or to look in another direction. It's kind of like saying that you ignore something. The head is the top part of your body. It's attached to your body with your neck. And you can turn your head left and right, left and right. Something that turns is changing direction. So if you turn your head, you're literally not looking at something. And that's what it says. How many times can a man turn his head and pretend that he just doesn't see? To pretend means to fake or to act in a way that isn't true, isn't real or genuine. For example, imagine you're having a conversation with someone and you're not listening. You could pretend that you're listening and maybe say, mm-hmm, yeah, uh-huh, right, yes, uh-huh, but you're not paying any attention. 
you're pretending that you're listening, but you're not. In this line, we have someone who's pretending that they just don't see. To see something is to observe it, to look at it with your eyes. This man does see. He does see what's happening. He does understand, but he turns his head. He looks in another direction and pretends that he doesn't see. And the word just here is like only. He's like, well, I, ju I just didn't see anything. I turned my head. I, c I couldn't see anything at all. It's a lie. It's fake. It's not real. He's pretending that he doesn't see, but he does. So how many times will people pretend that they don't see? The answer, my friends, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. And now we get to the last verse. It begins. Yes, and how many times must a man look up? The verb look means to direct your eyes somewhere, to pay attention to something. Usually you look at someone or at something, but you can also look in any direction. You can look down at your feet. You can look to the left side and turn your head. You can look to the right side. Or you can look up. If you're in a building and you look up, you'll probably just see the ceiling. But if you're outside and you look up, you're looking in the direction of the sky. This line asks, how many times must a man look up before he can see the sky? As I said, the sky is what you might see if you're outside and you look up. If it's daytime, you might be able to see some clouds or the sun perhaps some birds flying in the sky. If it's nighttime, you might see the moon or some stars. In any case, if you're outside and you look up, you should see the sky. But here it says, how many times does a man have to look up before he's able to see the sky? The sky is symbolic of something that's right in front of your face, something that should be obvious, something that should be clear to everyone. But as obvious as it is, many people just don't seem to see it. The verse continues. Yes, and how many ears must one man have before he can hear people cry? Ears are what we use to hear or to listen to sounds. You have two ears, one on each side of your head. And right now, as you listen to this audio, you're hearing it with your ears. So most of us have two ears, but he asks, how many ears must one man have before he can hear people cry? One ear should be enough to hear people cry, but definitely two. People usually cry when they're feeling sad or when they're experiencing some other strong emotion. Sometimes people even cry when they have physical pain. What literally happens when you cry is that little drops of liquid, called tears, fall from your eyes. In this line, he might mean literal crying, like the sound of a baby crying. Do you like my baby crying impression? Or it could also just mean people kind of yelling or screaming out or crying for help. In any case, we understand that the crying is happening that we should be able to hear it and then do something about it, but we don't. What Dylan is saying is that we all have the capacity to hear. We have our two ears, and we shouldn't need any more to recognize the suffering of others 
and do something about it. So how many ears must one man have before he can hear people cry? And then the verse finishes. Yes, and how many deaths will it take till he knows that too many people have died? Death is the end of life. People who have reached death are no longer living. Death can be the result of war. It could also be the result of old age or even something like sickness. He asks, how many deaths will it take? This is the future of the verb take. It means how many deaths do there have to be? How many deaths must there be? Till he knows. Till is short for until. So how long does this process of people dying have to happen before we know? If you know something, you're aware of it. You recognize it. It's connected to the word knowledge, which is like information or understanding. So when you know something, you have a good understanding of the situation. How many deaths will it take until he knows that too many people have died? Died is the past participle of the verb to die. It means that you've been killed or that you have lost your life. If many people have died, that means lots of people. Lots of humans have died. And if too many people have died, then that means more than what is necessary or appropriate. If too many people have died, you might say, that's enough. No more. I don't want any more people to die. So Dylan asks the question, how many deaths will it take until we know that too many people have died? And he ends by saying, the answer, my friends, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. So Bob Dylan is really an observer. He's looking at how the world is. He's seeing all these problems. He notices unnecessary death, perhaps from things like war or from hunger or from disease. He notices suffering, like the crying of people and their fight for freedom. He notices the willful ignorance of some people like looking at the sky and not noticing it, or turning their head and pretending they don't see something. He also acknowledges the people that are fighting hard for justice, people who are like the white doves sailing across the sea and deserve rest, people who are working to remove those mountains, those obstacles that never seem to go away no matter how much you try. Dylan observes all these things happening, and I think there's a kind of sadness in knowing how easy it might be to solve these problems, but that people just won't do it. So he keeps asking, how long will it take? How many years? How many roads? How many seas? Before we finally get it, before we finally make the change. There's a kind of absurdity to these questions, because the answers are blowing in the wind. Like the wind, the answers are just in front of our face, but we don't see them. We might feel the wind, understand the answers for a bit, but then the wind changes direction and it's gone. Another interpretation about the answers to these questions is that we just don't know when the answers will come. They're impossible to catch, just like the wind. 
So it's like the answers are simultaneously easy and right there for us to see, but at the same time, there's a big question mark. When will we change? Who knows? When I listen to this song, I feel very touched, very sad, almost like I want to cry. Still, I see that there's a little bit of optimism in the song. If you can hear the words of the song, and if they mean something to you, then be the change. It starts with you. Okay, so that does it for my explanation and interpretation of Blowing in the Wind. Now's the time for you to listen to the real song, enjoying the lyrics, enjoying the music, and hopefully understanding them as well. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Pronunciation practice. In this section, repeat after me, visualizing the meaning of each phrase as you say it. Let's begin. How many roads must a man walk down? Before you call him a man. How many seas must a white dove sail? Before she sleeps in the sand. Yes, and how many times must the cannonballs fly? Before they're forever banned. The answer, my friends, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. Yes, and how many years can a mountain exist? Before it's washed to sea. How many years can some people exist? Before they're allowed to be free. Yes, and how many times can a man turn his head? And pretend that he just doesn't see. The answer, my friends, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. Yes, and how many times must a man look up? Before he can see the sky. Yes, and how many ears must one man have? Before he can hear people cry. Yes, and how many deaths will it take till he knows? That too many people have died. The answer, my friends, is blowing in the wind.
The answer is blowing in the wind.